Balancing Point Podcast. This is episode 62. Welcome to Balancing Point Podcast, where you will experience the captivating world of professional ballet. On this show, you will hear what it takes to make it in the exclusive world. Each guest will share with you their struggles, their I've made it moments, and their advice for success. And ultimately, you will learn what it is really like to live your dream. Join your host, Kimberly Falker, and today's inspiring guests as they take you on a behind-the-scenes journey into ballet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Balancing Point Podcast. This is Kimberly Falker, and I am your host. So today marks the end of my series on New York City Ballet from the ground up. And if you haven't been following the series, do go back. We've talked to all sorts of dancers from the School of American Ballet to apprentices, core members, soloists, and now principals. And today I will be providing you round two or part two of my interview with Tyler Peck and Robbie Fairchild. Then on Friday, I've got a special guest for you. She used to dance with New York City Ballet, is not currently dancing with them, and I'll share a little bit more about the reasons behind that with you on Friday. Please don't forget to enter to win a signed pair of point shoes from Robbie's sister, Megan Fairchild, who's also a principal dancer with New York City Ballet. I'll be mailing these shoes to one lucky winner, so be sure to send me an email to enter. So you'll send an email to balancingpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, at gmail.com. And in the email, include your name and tell me your favorite podcast episode so far. So without further ado, let's finish this series on New York City Ballet with Tyler Peck and Robbie Fairchild. So do you guys feel that New York City is your home, or do you think about you'd ever go somewhere else? Uh, Tyler definitely wants to move to California, and I'm fine with that, but I love New York, and um, as long as you just got to go where the work is, you know, so. Good point, that's yeah. That's kind of where ultimately we'll decide where we'll be. I just can't see raising a family in an apartment. I mean, coming from California and having a backyard, I just, like, would hate to do that to my kids. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just can't see a New York City yeah, I know what you're saying, and it's funny because it's like I do the same kind of thing, but then the kid doesn't know any difference. So yeah. it's like we're not doing it to the kid. Yeah, it's just yeah. that we're doing it to ourselves. You know? What you grew up with, maybe. That's you. right. Well, it's like I grew up in Florida, and I've been living in Minnesota my whole kid's lives. And I'm like, I said to my husband recently, I'm like, you don't understand. They need to understand what it feels like to live in warm weather. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, especially after this winter. Oh, Lord, I know. So from a social life, do you guys, you know, kind of have, I mean, do do you guys or dancers at your level and the kind of company that you're in, do you, are you able to meet people outside of the company, really? Or is it really that is your social life and your family? We have friends uh, outside of the ballet that we've, we've met and had a, started a great friendship with. Um, How do you meet them? Through people in the ballet. Like, it's just always kind of like somebody knows somebody, you go and hang out and then... Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, my best friend used to be in the company. She got in the company when, like, Robbie and I did. And um, she left. And when she left, she started hanging out with obviously people that weren't in the company. And so then she introduced us, and we became really good friends with them. And there's like four couples that were like very close, or three couples were the fourth one that we 
kind of made like a little group with. Yeah, and it's really nice to be hanging out all the time without people that we we see every day. Not because we don't like them, but just because it's it's nice to get a change, you know. Yeah, it's fun to tell people something exciting that's happening with work. And they don't have, you don't have to worry about if they're going to be jealous or Right, that's a good point. You know? <laughs> that's true. People to have a fresh perspective. Well, I mean, it's like in my world, you know, when all the couples get together, none of the guys, for instance, have the same profession. So everybody's just having to find the common ground yeah. from a variety of different backgrounds. So, you know, it's yep. probably the same for you guys. Exactly. Whereas, like, if you're just with the ballet world, it's that is your common ground. It's like whatever you do, whoever's doing the same with you, that's what you talk about. You know? Yeah. And you don't really want to talk about ballet after after <laughs> the day's done. Not too, you know. I know. I know. I I went to um, law school, and I remember, like, every time I'd go out with a group of friends, like, can we just not talk about law? Can we just talk about anything else except for what we're doing every day, all day? Exactly. So, yeah, I can see how that would be. One of our best friends that we're talking about, she's a lawyer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I enjoy hearing about. She prob- Now I'm thinking about she probably doesn't want to talk about it, but yeah. I'm always like, what's going on? Well, I didn't mind talking about, about kind of like probably with you guys, like people yeah. outside of the same industry, it's fun to share, but if all everybody's doing is talking legalese and rehashing what happened in class and rehashing all the, yeah, that- discussing the cases, it's like, oh, move on, you know? Totally. <laughs> Each of you have some kind of unique opportunities coming up, but at least from what I understand. So, Rob, you have a the, what is it, the Broadway play that you're going to be in? Yeah. So, tell us about that. So, Christopher Wielden. Uh, Who I'd love to talk to. Alex Gosh, he's amazing. Yeah. So, he approached me about doing Gene Kelly's role on American Paris. And then I saw your screen test, and that was a really, like, wasn't he one of your idols? Totally. So, what, I mean, that must have been like a pinch you moment, huh? It was crazy. It was really crazy. Um, there was like an audition, like it, it wasn't just like, here's the part that he wanted to see if I had what it took. So it was back and forth, me going to acting lessons and singing lessons to see if I could prepare for this. And did you already know that you could sing? I could carry a tune and people told me that I could sing fairly well. He can really sing. He's being modest. I had a feeling he was being modest. You don't just get to be on Broadway if you're just okay. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, we just did a workshop of it with the whole cast. and. Were you, like, competing against somebody else for the role, or did they need to, like, weed you out before they tried somebody else? I think I, I think they had a few people But you didn't mind, see them? And I didn't see them. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a competitive person. Well, that's what I was wondering. It'd be interesting to be, like, in the room and see who your competition was. I remember I never saw them doing, like, the acting and the singing stuff. But I remember seeing them do the dancing, and I just felt confident. You're like, I can do this. <laughs> you know, you just start when it's when it's your forte. You just start nitpicking, and these people who weren't dancers trying to do ballet and oh, that, fun. Is, yeah, that was, um, but I'm sure me as a dancer doing acting and singing probably sticks out of sort of them too. So it's like it's kind of like whatever they wanted the 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 musical to be about, and it's really centered around dance and. And so that's where I feel like. So when's that start or what's the process with that? Well, the out-of-town uh, previews are in Paris at the uh, Chatelet. Yeah, which is really cool. American. 
Harris. That's this November, December. This this November, December. Yeah. So what happens with New York City Ballet stuff? Um, luckily, I'm only missing Nutcracker for that. Oh, okay. Um, and then whether it goes on to Broadway or finds a theater, um, it's definitely Broadway bound. But when and where and that's all up in the air. So, How neat. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, you're doing a movie? Is that what I read? No, it's um, it's the same thing. A new Broadway show. Oh, with okay, Stoneman, sorry. And it's called Little Dancer, and it is kind of the same time as Robbie. We go to the Kennedy Center over the month of October, late like mid October through the first week of December. I'm in the Kennedy Center, so I basically miss two weeks of Nutcracker as well. Um, so like. With with um, like Peter Martins, the director, is it nerve wracking to go and say, "Hey, is this okay?" Or are they pretty, you know, encouraging of that kind of thing? No, it's very. I think it's very nerve wracking, and um, you know, of course, they want us to be there, and we want to be there, and it, you know, you, we're not asking, saying we don't want to be there anymore. So it's just, it was it's just we a unique were opportunity that it was. Christopher Wilden and Susan Stroman, who both have done ballets at New York City Ballet, okay. who are both part um, of the family. Part it's kind of, of yeah, feels like in house. It's like right. you know, so Peter was able to speak with both of them, you know, and right. talk, you know. So they kind of, of handpicked you. It wasn't like you saw some sort of advertisement and said, "I'm going to go try out for this." No, no. that's really cool. So then, what's yeah. the story about that you're in, Tyler? Do you know this Degas statue, the little yeah, dancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I play her. She was a real person. Her name's Marie Van Goen. And she, um, basically, she was like his muse. And um, it just tells about the, kind of their story together and all the struggles she went through kind of having, like, they're very poor. She had, like, a mother who was a drunk um, no father around. She was taking care of, like, her little sister. And it's all she based was, on a true story? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a it's musical. Ba- yeah, it's a musical with Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty. So it's a little like, bit almost like a Les Mis almost, huh? Ish? Yeah, or no? Am I going way out of the books? The mood is more like that. It's not such a showy. Yeah. There's not a Broadway chat number. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I'm like in my mind going somewhere totally wrong. <laughs> You're like, just be quiet. <laughs> Quit guessing. I laughed when you said about the, the statue because I, I don't know if they did it when you were at SAB, but they do the little, um, one of the excursions is they go to the Museum of Art and like all the little ballerina girls get their picture taken with that statue and they try and pose just like it. So <laughs> The, the series of questions that um, I do like to ask is is to try and help some of the dancers that are, you know, listening, that trying to figure out, you know, how to succeed. And so from, from your standpoint, what do you think would be like a critical piece of advice to any aspiring dancer to make it in the world of ballet right now? You got to work your butt off and and you really have to love it. Love it, yeah. One thing that I think, once you have all those elements, like you have the drive, you have the determination, and you have the talent, um, 
I think the mind game is in realizing that your self-worth and in your dancing isn't based on your comparison to one another. Like, you need to have a healthy sense of competition, but you can't see what they have and think, why don't I have it? I'm not good enough. Like, you have to root for yourself. You have to build yourself up because you're going to be staring in the mirror all day long in class comparing yourself to these other people. And if you don't have it in your mind that just because you're not exactly like them, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get somewhere. And they're probably thinking the exact opposite, that they're not like you. Mm Totally. Totally. Kind of a random question, but as the host of the podcast, I had the most amazing opportunity to chat with, you know, so many amazingly talented people in the world of ballet or even outside of that. But um, who would you love to hear interviewed on the podcast if you, like, had a thought of somebody that would be interesting to hear? Two random names come to mind, and I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> the first one's Alexei Ritmansky, who's a huge ballet choreographer. He was the director of the Bolshoi Ballet for a while. He came and has done a bunch of ballets on us and ABT. And I find him fascinating. Um, and there's something about his personality. You can tell that there's so much going on in there and you want to know all of it, but he only like gives you just a little bit. And I think that's, makes it so interesting um another one is Jacques Dubois just because yeah that's who I was thinking Jacques Allegra or Heather yeah Jacques has like the most unbelievable stories they all do everyone well um at this point I'm just going to ask you the final three questions and I do ask all of my guesses so it's you know it's just kind of fun to hear the different perspectives and they're very easy so don't worry and I'll ask the question then I'll let each of you answer if you could go back in time to your 13 year old self with the wisdom and confidence and lessons learned along the way what advice would you give to yourself I would just really I don't know I would tell myself that you are so much more than what you think and what people say about you, um, those that try and bring you down, um, and anything that they say has no no real validity in your life. So let it go in one ear, out the other, laugh, have fun, work your hardest, and know that you've got what it takes. I like that. How about you, Tyler? For me, I would have just liked to, I feel like I kind of came in late to the game to ballet, and I think I would have liked to kind of watch more, like, videos, and just to kind of see the older ballerinas, and to get more, as much knowledge as I could, because I feel like, of course I do that now, but it would have been nice to have that while I was training. I also wish I would have stretched my feet more, but that's just a little picky thing. <laughs> you know, these are all the things that, like, you tell yourself. Stretched more, done, you know. And then the next question with those same lessons, wisdom, and experiences, what would be your advice to aspiring dancers today? I think mine's the same as not comparing yourself to anybody else. Um, using their strengths to motivate your weaknesses 
and um, just always, always have fun. Always find the joy in it because if you don't, it's just that's too true. hard and not worth it. Not yeah, worth it. I think that's mine. Is like the second that you stop forgetting why you love to dance is maybe reevaluate because it's such a hard profession that there's no need to make all the sacrifices if it's not something that you really love. So I feel like, you know, even me, if I have a, a bad day or something, I, I always try to remember, like, the reason why I dance is because I love it. And all these things that, like, I'm turning into big ordeals are really minuscule, you know? Yeah, I was trying to um, ask the core earlier, and he received the advice of, just remember, it's just ballet. <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah. yeah, it can become this daunting, daunting. Yeah, well, shoot, anything in life, any job or any, you know, kind of any of that stuff. And then you take a little breather and say, it's just, you know, it's okay. Perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy to say, but hard to do when you're in it. So true. And then finally, and I don't know if you guys have this, but if you do, um, I'd love to end with your favorite quote. I like this, actually. It's that someone once said... Um, you can always learn something from watching other people dance. You can learn something that you want to try to maybe, you know, make your own. Or you you can learn something that you don't like, you know. So you can really just use it to your advantage both ways. So just to really, like, watch others and that kind of thing. I don't necessarily know if I have a quote. And that's fine. Um, I'll just make one up and attribute to you. There you go. <laughs> just joking. Um, I always like this saying. I don't know if I heard it from somewhere or whatnot, but like dealing with once you're a professional, you want the world. You want to do this ballet. You want to do that ballet. Um, interesting in life, too. Um, it's such a competitive world that to find a way to be competitive while still having perspective and balance and realize these are your friends and your colleagues. Something that I always just tell myself is that um, if I don't get something I want, well, it just wasn't my gift to be had. And just really reiterates that everything you are given is a gift. I think that's just really important to remember i like that you're right and and i like when some of this stuff is so applicable and like everything in life too and i think that that's too often we get focused on the things that maybe we wanted or don't have versus really realizing the gift that's in front of us yeah, yeah. also just realizing that like it's not wrong to want things it's no. not wrong to to be ambitious is good. It's just like putting it to the right focus. Right, right. Well, thank you both so much. I'm sure you're ready to go to bed pretty soon here. We're getting ready. It's our gala. Tomorrow. Oh, it is. What are you wearing? Yeah, new- uh, well, we're both in the ballet that goes, so we'll be dancing, and then we're going to be, the theme is black and white. Well, that makes so. it easy. So- yeah. <laughs> Easier, I guess. Yeah. So do you do you go out and buy a dress, or do you have people that um, provide dresses, or how does that work? Um, we get to work with so many costume designers now that sometimes you can just kind of like 
write them and just say, do you have anything that you're willing to let us like borrow? Oh, fun. You know? And sometimes it works and sometimes it, it doesn't. Did so. it work this time? Um, well, I'm still, I'm going to see three dresses tomorrow. I'll see if I like them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that somebody's going to bring me three dresses just to look at. Are you leaning towards black or towards white? I think, I think black. Save the white for the wedding. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's true. It's so, it's right around the corner. Do you have your dress yet? Uh, I do. Was it hard to figure it out or did you kind of know? Oh, it was, it, it was the first dress I really put on. Did you keep looking or did you know? Oh, no, I kept oh, it looking. it was an endless saga. So much, but I didn't like anything as much as that. And then do you, um, are you doing bridesmaids and all that, groomsmen? Yes, I am um, doing, well, we're having two maid of honors, my sister and Robbie's sister. And then those three girls, like the three couples that kind of we talked about, like three friends. And is yeah. your sister a dancer? No, she's a, she played division one soccer. Oh, cool. It's like totally different. Yeah. <laughs> and then what color are your dresses? Uh, they're kind of, the colors are like blush pink, um, like a blush color. Yeah. I found that to be like the hardest decision was the color of the bridesmaids dresses. Yeah, I didn't know, and then I kind of went there, and then I took my dress and kind of tried to put it up and see kind of, you know, what I thought looked the best with it. So exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. And then will you guys go on a honeymoon? Yeah, we're going to Bora Bora the Are next day. Are you kidding day. me? How fun. Yeah. We just figured we'll never have this much time, so. That's true. Yeah, well, congratulations, you guys. How exciting. Thank you very Good much. Good time's coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm so it's glad nice we made this happen. I, I really appreciate it. Anyway, well, take care, you guys, and best of luck for the wedding. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, well, have a great night and have a great gala tomorrow. We'll do. Okay, Bye. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you learned as much as I did about New York City Ballet from the ground up. I do look forward to sharing with you a very special journey and dance with my next guest I'll be featuring on Friday. On Friday, I will be interviewing Katherine Morgan, who used to be a soloist with New York City Ballet until she was forced to take a leave of absence from dance due to an unexpected illness. And we'll go into that further on Friday on the show. And I'll also talk more about what she is doing now. She's someone who's hitting YouTube by storm with some instructional videos about ballet. And actually, this is how I found her. And so she's just a fascinating person to talk to. I know you'll love her as much as I do. So be sure to tune in on Friday for my interview with Catherine. Then next week, we're going to head over to the West Coast for a week-long peek inside San Francisco Ballet. So you won't want to miss that one either. But until then, have a great day.